very warm welcome to episode five of Indies Till I Die, the CF Independent podcast. I'm footballing Rupert and host Dan Gallion. Today I'm joined by a man who I'm personally indebted to at least twice every time I play, an all-action centre-back with 45 Indies appearances, and who enjoys a crunching tackle just as much as stepping into midfield with the ball at his feet. Welcome to the podcast, Conor Batiste. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. Um, let's start in, uh, with, uh, with your earliest introduction to football. Um, you said your first memory of football really is a tournament that many of our listeners won't even really remember. Well, which one was it and what, what are your memories of it? Yeah, so I was only three years old. It was the 94 US World Cup. Um, yeah. I just remember, <laughs> I mean, the tiny TV we had, <laughs> yeah. just basically being plunked and obviously just sitting there and watching these funny men run across the screen yeah, yeah. Um, but just being kind of mesmerized by just especially some of the Brazilian players who had like Romario one player of the tournament it was just like uh insane and then the probably the biggest moment for me of what I remember is Roberto Baggio miss, missing that infamous penalty uh, in the final but just yeah then since that just kind of got me hooked and basically I became obsessed with football from that yeah Right. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't remember that tournament at all. I have to say my, my first memory is Euro 96. So it's always interesting uh, you know, to remember that. The won that moment. one, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Um, so, so you fell in love with the game through watching it. Did that then extend to playing minis football? You uh, grew up here in Guernsey, didn't you? Yeah. So yeah, I was born in Guernsey. Um, yeah. So pretty much just, I remember going down to, I think it was at the time was, I'm not, I don't think it was Fletcher Sports, but it was one of the shops on the bridge. It might have been like a small Intersports or something. Yeah. And I just remember picking out like a shirt and it was like a really random, I was like, I had really no idea, but I remember it being like a, I think it was 1995 Ajax away shirt. Yeah. Right. Um, and that I just remember the first training session being down at the Corbett Field and uh, pouring down lightning and just dribbling a ball around like, just pretty much having a whale of a time getting muddy and probably my parents hated it. But yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty much it. And from there on, it's just like my, I wanted a ball at my feet, like wherever, whenever kicking a ball around probably caused my parents absolute nightmares. But yeah, that was pretty much it from there. And just couldn't, and every time I just wanted a football all the time, watching football, playing football, playing feet, like anything to do with football was, yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. That that you could probably get a couple of hundred quid for that Ajax shirt if you've got it kicking about. Yeah. <laughs> Football hipsters, uh, many of whom are regularly in our dressing room, would would uh, pony up for that, I'm sure. Um, you, you said yeah. you played played for the island too when you were younger. What what was that like? Yeah. So to, to be representing the island as a kid, what sort of pressure was there? And and do you think having an island team for kids that young is 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 a good thing overall? Or what were your experiences of it? Um, well, for me personally, like I went to Vale School, so and there wasn't many. Most of my friends were at Capels, um, and a lot of the like for me, I was kind of like the only one from there. So it was a bit. I I became best friends with a lot of them through football, um, and still am now. But yeah, it was kind of a bit like you're a bit like extradited being the one person from that school. Um, yeah, and then obviously my, my dad was never really pushy, but you always wanted to kind of give your best, do your best no matter what. Um, and it does put pressure because if you're born with wanting to win every time you want to, and then you come off feeling like you've given it 100%, but you're still so frustrated with <laughs> how it's gone. With Even sometimes when you win, you still want, I always wanted to improve no matter what and always looked at the flaws that I had, even when I was young. 
um, just wanted to improve. Um, but yeah, no, I think it is a good thing, but it also can bring a lot of negatives, I think, as well. Um, because there's a lot of peer pressure and then you have pressure from people at school, us, um, just so on and so forth, because like I was only poor seven, eight years old. It is mm. quite young, like to be having that kind of pressure because we've got your pressure of school and everything like that. But if you love football, then I don't think it really matters. Yeah. If it's what you do and love, then yeah. Win, lose, draw at the end of the day. <laughs> You go in with the smile on your face, mud everywhere, and yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah. just but another another then. avenue for you to play. Then, really, Ireland. Yeah, and then like, obviously you had the big rivalry of Jersey. Like we went over. I remember going over one of the trips, and we we beat them. Then we went down to the bowl, and nice. <laughs> I like fish and <laughs> but it's just I like the juice boxes, and you're just like yeah. so happy and like running on e numbers. You know what I mean? It's like kind of surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like that when Indies win a game now, isn't it, really? Except the yeah. numbers are replaced with um, cheap, whoever's provided the cheap lager. Um, yeah, exactly. The, the yeah, yeah. Warm or cold, it doesn't matter. It's going to yeah. go down the same way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, the, in the early 2000s, then, you were, you were still quite young at this point, but your, your parents up still yeah. headed to Australia for, for a new life, really. You, you continued playing football down under. What, what was that like? Yeah. And did you find it a good way to integrate into your new surroundings? Yeah, it was so 2000, I was, yeah, nine, 2001, we emigrated to Perth in Western Australia because my parents just wanted to basically make myself and my young brother's life just better, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, it was interesting. I remember it because 2002 was the Korea World Cup um, with the golden football. Yeah. I'm sure people remember that, um, the infamous yeah. Ronaldinho moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I just remember my, one of my first days at school and, um i was like what is this there was aussie rules cricket but there yeah. was no real no one was obviously they call it soccer which is pretty much going against the religion yeah yeah um, but we won't speak <laughs> about that but yeah i just i just remember it and like i i i think i bought a football to school and everyone was like what's that circle thing yeah and um <laughs> but then i kind of just i think i tried to get people more and more involved with it and then i think australia were in that world cup so it was good to kind of and then they started showing the games in the classrooms and yeah just trying to get people more on board with it um because obviously it's not one of your big sports over there yeah. um obviously that's grown now because of like you have the a-league and you have people that gone over there like robbie fowler and people del piero you've had big players kind of like the mls big players going over and making it more known i suppose um yeah but so at yeah, that time i mean that would have been as close to a home World Cup as, as they've ever had, really, wouldn't it? Korea, yeah. Japan. Um, so you've yeah. been watching games at, at relatively normal times. I mean, yeah, literally in the day in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mem memories of that World Cup for me are kind of getting up really, really early to catch games because um, because yeah. the time difference, obviously. But for Australia, yeah, and they, they must have had a decent-ish team then. What would it be? Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka, players like that in the team. Yeah, Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka. Um, uh, who else did they have? They had a few other. Relatively decent players. Um, Mark Schwarzer. Oh, yeah. uh, was that Cahill or a bit too, early, bit too early for Tim I Cahill? I think Cahill was there. I think Cahill was there. Uh, I can't really remember, to be honest, a yeah. lot um, of it. But I, I, just the Ronaldinho moment is just... Yeah. I just remember going out and having to go ho going home after that and I was just bouncing on my trampoline for like two hours, just 
so frustrating. <laughs> Bounce out the anger. <laughs> yeah, um, that's yeah. So, so what's the? Obviously, you said um, football's not not one of the major sports down there. You've got cricket, you've got rugby, Australia, prominent international yeah. players in in those sports, which they've never really been in football, I suppose. For for a teenager then down there, which um, I, th- I think you were just about, weren't you, when you were there? Yeah, uh, or or a, a young kid, whatever. Um, what what's it what's the sporting scene like? Is everybody playing rugby and cricket, and football's a bit of an afterthought? Like, were there a decent number of clubs, or was it growing? Yeah. What was it like? Oh, it's quite young. Cause I can't remember, but I, I I always have a vague memory of remembering trying to find a club um, to play for, and yeah. um, I went down to this like kind of like mini kind of like they used to do it with the Vobelay, like mini tournaments, and it was like that, yeah. but in Australia, in the outback, probably in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember it being sponsored by this Australian like hot chocolate, this green. I can't remember what it was called now. It's kind Milo. of like a multi chocolate. Yes, that's it, Milo. Yeah. And this, this sticks in my memory. And I just remember going down and I watching it and I'm thinking, what on earth am I watching right now? Like, because <laughs> uh, I thought I'll go into my age category, obviously, and yeah. they'll be relatively decent. But so, so <laughs> yeah, you, mean, no, you mean you mean quality in terms of what am I yeah, watching? Quality, yeah, quality. Quality was pretty bad. Positional yeah. awareness, tactics, just nothing really there. Pretty much just as you do when you're younger, just run towards the ball and vacate the space. And yeah. no one really knew what was going on. Um, so yeah, I, I joined a club um, was Sorrento actually. It's a suburb in Perth near where we live. Um, I went into I first of all went into like the training session with the same age, and I'm not going to sit there and lie about it. It was pretty pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> so straight away they were like, "Oh, we'll put you into like three years above," um, and even then it was I used to play as like a goal scorer striker. You would never believe it now, but yeah. Um, yeah. I have seen you take free kicks, yeah. Yeah, like now, obviously, <laughs> you kind of change your game, but always wanted to be that one that's got the glory and all that rubbish. But um, yeah, they, I was playing for, I was think I was 10, I was playing in like the under-14s. Right. Uh, and there were yeah. some quite big, big people, obviously, as they were, the age gap was quite big. But yeah, um, it was still relatively easy at times, um, if I'm honest. Um, I, th- I think one season I'm... It was a smaller, smaller. I think it was about twelve teams in a league, right. um, ranging all across of like the northern part of Western Australia. So all suburbs. So you travelled quite far. I'm not talking like a uh, Corbett Field to North. It's yeah, yeah. like a 40, 45 minute at least journey to get to um, the games and stuff. Yeah. But I remember scoring like I think like six in one game, and I was just like. And and, and right. then and, and then I randomly got like a there was a Perth Glory. Um, this is Perth Glory. It sounds pathetic again, but um, there was a that, scout there. And that's, the like, A-League, that's the A League. That's the A League team. Yeah, right, do you want Perth, along? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want to come along for a, a trial? I was like, yeah. Well, obviously, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> no, you don't turn down uh, Perth Glory. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, well, you never know. Like at the end of the day, like people go to the US and stuff. Um, I never thought I'd be that good and that good enough, but um, yeah, so went there and got a trial and yeah, we stayed there for like a year. Obviously I had all school and everything. So that was like, I think that was only twice a week you were doing that, but it was great to kind of, there was quite a few actual different nationalities and stuff integrated into the academy. So it was nice to kind of get a a broader spectrum of people's perspectives and stuff um, on football and yeah, just learn from, 
Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, yeah. and so they, you, were in a, about... you were in a professional club academy set up then, basically. Yeah, so basically. Infrastructure and everything, albeit it's Australia, yeah, they so maybe they're a little bit behind. And, yeah, they did have fitness and all stuff like that. Um, it's not obviously like your UK clubs or Guernsey FC. No. Of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really, really good though. Um, it was just so much to learn. And I think I grew as a person also just from being in that environment. Um, yeah. But also, yeah, you just learn so much. I think that was what I took away from it. Um, and fun, obviously. You're still a kid, so you're still having fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and then after that, that was pretty much straight away that cut once my parents decided to move to New Zealand next. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. Off, off you went to New Zealand for a little bit, kind of um, a, a trailblazer, really. Ross Allen followed in your footsteps many years later, <laughs> obviously, uh, it, it, to, to Wellington. Yeah, but I paved the way for him, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it must have looked to your example. I think that's that can only make sense. Um, but but you were back back to Guernsey in 2004, and you you rejoined Vale Rec. And yeah. You played for as a yeah. Um, when when I was growing up, you're you're a little bit younger than me, I think. Um, they were one of the better yeah. teams around. Um, did did you yeah. have a lot of success in in the rec team that you yeah. played? Yeah, we did. Well, I I went back there because it was only really the club. Like it's kind of like a one club one club man, I suppose, to a certain extent. Like I couldn't. Hello, Maldini. Yeah. yeah, I wish. Yeah, but it was <laughs> all my friends were already there, and like yeah. I still was best friends with like five or six people who I hadn't seen for like four years, and nothing had changed. So. Yeah. straight away I knew I would just go back there and I think I'm not sure which season it was I think it was youth one I'm not sure which year where we won the treble and <clears throat> like it's only like a younger foot but it's still great um yeah to do that um yeah it's only Guernsey football I know but yeah it was still great to be around your mates and having that that winning mentality like we do now at in see it yeah, well, yeah. Winning, winning is winning, isn't it? No matter what age yeah, you are. It I doesn't think matter kid, what you yeah. do, you want to win. If it's in your blood, it's in your blood. Yeah, it could be flicking a stone around, do you know what I mean? To, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so so that was a, a decent side that you played in then. You got a, a taste yeah. for winning. But um, but you said that kind of some, some things... Uh, well, you had other commitments, I guess, as as teenagers mm. do, and as they get older, and schoolwork intensifies, and all that sort of stuff, and other hobbies, and and then um, all the extracurricular activities that coming along with being a, a an older yeah. teenager. But um, but you said you did play some Saturday Saturday league after afterwards, which required a bit less yeah. time, obviously. But did did you enjoy that? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, like I said, the standard was all over the place really. yeah there were people behind the goal having a fag beers at like 9am on like a Saturday morning and you're a bit like like you're here to play yeah yeah like I don't get it wrong it was enjoyable and I enjoyed the people I was with but it wasn't I didn't take it that seriously obviously you wanted to win but you didn't come off if you came off you would be like well if I won lost a draw well that's it do you take it with a pinch of salt um, and the var- varying ability some of the tackles would like Terrible and used to play up a lot up at Beausjour on the Delancey, um, not Delancey, um, Cambridge Park, and the pitch was a bit interesting at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, it was good. It was good fun and playing football at the end of the day. But yeah, yeah. Do you do you regret then at that time not maybe making a step up and kind of pushing yourself to 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 try for pre-O effectively? Yeah, but I think so. Uh, I, I think it was a training commitment, which was a problem. And I, yeah. um, and a lot of my friends, I think it was, it was a point where um, I joined the Saturday league because there was a time where I'm not sure if you remember where they changed the leagues 
right um of how it operated and you got a letter saying blah 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 and it completely changed like the age ranges and everything like that and everything i kind of amalgamated into one i think okay and that kind of just completely put me off and a lot of my friends stopped playing so i was like well i'm not going to play if they're not playing yeah um maybe it's a bad decision but i would have liked to have kind of tried and see how much i could have progressed really but yeah it is what yeah. it is and like training three times a week sometimes can be a bit much yeah yeah well, well it is it is a huge commitment no matter um no matter what stage of your life you're at really that level of stuff and if, if you're playing to enjoy it that can sometimes take away from the enjoyment can't it if it starts to yeah feel exactly like a, like a chore yeah um yeah so you ended up joining joining CF Indies. You joined as part of the uh, the kind of uh, ill-fated Division Two experiment in in 2017-18. I'm going to call it that euphemistically. I could use a much ruder word. Um, yeah. Fair to say things didn't go according to plan that season. What what was it like for you personally, and what was it like getting into Indies and and into the club? Uh, no, I. It was funny because my friend um, Ollie, who used to run, he he started to run. I think uh, Div Two. Yeah, and he was like just come along, and he recruited quite a lot of players from I think KPMG where he worked and stuff like that. Yeah, and we had a really good team. Yeah, like a, a business really, league really merge, team. wasn't it? That like it was that kind of yeah. time. That's why it happened uh, for, for listeners who who weren't in the club at that time. That's, yeah, that's how it came about. It was interesting. We were training like random times. I think like a lot of times down Lamar, and yeah. the wind is shocking. Yeah, <laughs> um, like Sunday mornings, Tuesdays. Um, but we, yeah, we we were actually what we were doing training though, which is something that you probably don't think of in a Saturday league as much. Yeah, um, so it was really really good, and there were a lot of my friend, a few of my friends were playing. I really enjoyed it. Okay, the losing was very very frustrating. Yeah, but then when we started losing, people started making excuses of not wanting to play, and then it kind of was like, well, what we a lot of times we were struggling to feel. I remember playing a game. I think it was that season when we were, it was like so hot um, up at Rangers and we only had, we only had 10 players. Um, yeah. And it, it must've been high twenties, mid twenties to high twenties. And uh, after that, I was just like, well, I, I would never give, I was really enjoying it, but I was like, we were just chasing shadows against the le- like 11 men. <laughs> yeah. I think it finished like seven nil, but it could have been 15, 16 nil. Yeah. And I think after that, um, about six or seven players, you didn't see them on the face of the earth again, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is understandable, but commitment is huge, I think, really. You, especially if you're trying to organise something and you can't get people to commit, then, yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I know things got so desperate that season that even I was called up for a game. Uh, it did too. So that's that's how you know uh, things things are going badly. Um, it, yeah, it's a sh- it's a shame it didn't work out. But as you say, and and then it became harder and harder, didn't it, for for Ollie especially to to get the numbers along. And yeah, then... it became very frustrating. I think, and he was giving up a lot of his own time to try and yeah. organize and help. And yeah, yeah, like he even got his dad in a couple of times to come and help. And if people aren't good, if People aren't going to give their time. Why should they give their time at the end yeah. of the day? Yeah, yeah I agree. True enough. Um, d- despite that season, though, you you stuck around and uh, became a bit, a bit of a fixture in the team. As I said in the intro, forty five appearances you've got over the over the four seasons you've played for Indies. Um, I know the management team are always very relieved when you sign up again for for a new season each summer. Um, what what's kept you coming back for more? Do you think what's kept you part of the club? Um, I, I don't. I've just really enjoyed it. I think I think there's quite a lot. I think at first I was a bit like. 
I was kind of not, I didn't exile myself, but I was a bit like straight away after the game, I would just kind of go because a lot of the time we were losing, I was so pissed off. I had to just get out. Otherwise I'm going to say something which I regret. I can't help it. Yeah. I think people can probably still recognise that that in you sometimes yeah. when we when we yeah, lose now. I, think. I, I don't mind as much now because I get on well with pretty much everyone. So it's yeah. a bit like people can take it better, I think, um, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just enjoy it. I just enjoy it, really. And now we've got a really good group and obviously winning games. And yeah, it, it's just really nice to be around and there's no dickheads. That's one thing that for me is huge, really. If you've got, usually you have one or two that you just cannot stand in a team. I'm not going to name anyone right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's pretty much what it is, me. And it's just, it's just really enjoyable. And obviously, we I want to win this the league this season or win a cup yeah. because that would be great. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's just great. It's great. Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. Um, you, yeah. you're kind of you've you've got um uh, a robust playing style. I'm going to put it that way. Mm. You quite you quite like the physical side of the game, don't you? Where yeah. do you think that? Have you always played that way, or do you think it comes from? You mentioned in Australia mm. when you were playing with the bigger lads. Did you have to learn yeah. there to put yourself about a bit more, or is it just something you think is is part and parcel of the game and is just part of the way no. you defend? I don't think I've always been like that. No. Um, but I think obviously I've changed so many positions, like playing as a striker, yeah. then I moved to midfield and now obviously in centre back. You kind of have to be physical, otherwise you're gonna get pushed around, especially in the railways and stuff like that. Yeah. Um you have you just have to do it. Like, okay, it can be quite a bit of a dick move, but it's sport at the end of the day. If the ref doesn't see it or the way you go about it is fine, then to me it's fine. Yeah. And I'm happy for someone to give it as much as 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 I give, really, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a give uh, and take thing, isn't it? And I know that, yeah, yeah. Some, of, some of the strikers we face are very, very physical players. And in fact, some of them are only really physical players. Like, they haven't got an awful Pretty lot much. else going for them. And they're just there to, to drop the occasional elbow or, or give you a little shove. Or exactly, but it, it's all it's all mentality, though. Sport is such a mentality thing. Yeah, If you can get in someone's head or you can make someone do something which someone doesn't like, then pretty much at this level, the head's going to be gone. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, like, we've seen it so many times. Yeah. Once someone's head's gone, that's it. They're not going to recover. You see the there's some of the coach that... It's just, yeah. Yeah. Speaks for itself, really. And I think some of the sending-offs we've had against us, or sin bins or whatever, um, in the last couple of seasons, are very much a result of that. It's people who can't control themselves or... Or, or deal yeah. with that kind of play. Um, yeah. have, have you seen a change in the four seasons you've been part of the club, Connor? Have you seen a change in in the mentality? Do you think that's why we're winning yeah. more games as much of a reason as, as we've added some really quality players, obviously? Yeah, definitely. I think over the, yeah, I, especially when we've started hitting that run this season of, I don't know how many, it was, it almost felt like we weren't never going to lose him. Yeah. <laughs> like at times you just felt like the momentum was there and obviously... Just keep pushing on. Even when we went goals behind, I always felt like people were fighting a lot more as well as in previous seasons. I think people may have just dropped their head and there's the little one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we've just uh, listeners. We've just had a baby fly into the into the screen, which is a absolutely ad- adorable. A pitch invader <laughs> closed. Um, yeah, no, I think so. And then, oh, but yeah, the mentality helps, but also having a good group and just kind of, I think people have. I've became friend, really good friends with quite a lot of people off the pitch as well like me and Barney get on really well so that obviously helps as well yeah to know someone off the pitch as much as on the pitch yeah yeah um Indies record keeper extraordinaire James Fuller informs me you've, you've got one Indies goal ironically it's against Vale Rec do you remember it 
Uh, I can't remember it, if I'm honest. You should remember <laughs> if you've only scored one goal. I mean, I've scored a few in the friendlies and stuff like that. And I scored two against the college kids, I suppose you call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can't actually remember it. No, if I'm honest. I think it may have been a, like a volley, but we'll have to get video footage, I think. Yeah. Interesting. Or yeah. VAR, James, yeah. James yeah. will have to go back through the archives. I'm sure he'll remember it and put it on the... <laughs> he probably the got it on VHS or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, part of his uh, part of his collection. Yeah. Um, all right, awesome, Connor. Thank you very much. A really, really interesting Thanks. chat. Um, just some quick fire questions to finish as we're doing with everyone, if that's okay. Um, what's your favourite pitch to play on in Guernsey? I, I, it's nostalgic for me, and I know we don't play. We're not. It's not a home ground, but it's got to be Corbett Field for me. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they have the sand on the sides, the water running on the pitch. Yeah. It <laughs> it's a true Guernsey <laughs> winter pitch. That one. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Who's your least favourite team to play against? North. Only because they're the biggest rivals of Elrec and they've got a lot of... Uh, old, old I won't use any expletives, there. but yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But yeah. yeah, there are a lot of them around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your favourite Indies moment, on pitch or off? Oh, I, I think people have already said it, but it's that the last minute goal that Jack scored in the cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was like... Yeah, everyone's legs were going, I think, and... Everyone thought it was going to be extra time. And the next thing you know, he's just banging in the goal. It was just like, yeah, priceless in my eyes, those kind of moments. Yeah, just euphoria. Yeah, yeah, amazing yeah. moment. And we, do, we don't get many of them. Um, and, and who yeah. is your favourite indie or who are your favourite indies to, to actually play alongside? Oh, this is tough. I don't want to say names again because people are going to not like me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, Again, it's difficult. There's so many people that I like playing with, not just ability, but just people, I think. But I, I think, like, for a centre-back, I suppose, yeah, I enjoy playing with Barney, Crew. But, like, then I like watching people like Harry when he gets on the ball is just, yeah, it takes... Yeah. And then Jack, even though he misses a lot of chances, yeah, like, <laughs> he's always going to be there or thereabouts and he's always causing havoc for the defences. But, yeah... I, I, I really enjoy playing with everyone, to be honest. Yeah. Good. Lovely. Well, that's a very nice, positive note to end it on, I think. Um, Connor, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for your time. Yeah, cheers. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, no worries. No problem. And uh, listeners, do come back next time. That concludes episode five of Indies Till I Die. We'll be back again very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.